listening to Delicious, Delicious Tea Podcast by Megan and Rena, where each week we talk about different topics from genuine conversations, spilling the tea, and feeling more confident about ourselves. This week on Delicious Tea, we're going to be talking about um, social expectations growing up in different households. Like, I was born and raised here in America, and Rena was... Back and um, forth a lot. Yeah, back and forth. My identity but crisis. She was raised with more of a um, Korean culture. So, yeah. And norms of yeah. such. <laughs> and, like, it kind of fucks with my language, too. When I speak English, my I have a lot of brain farts. Because <laughs> I, I love brain farts. I speak a lot of Korean inside the family together, but when I, like, go outside, you know, I have to, like, switch my language and... In psychology, I learned that your personality, like, switches when your language switches. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think my voice goes a little higher when I speak Korean. And, like, I'm a lot nicer, I think. So, like, you're <laughs> saying that, like, in the household, you would usually be speaking Korean, obviously not. Yeah, so that made me more, that made me practice more in Korean to, in, like, a culture way, does that make sense? Like, it made yeah. me... Learn, practice Korean in a cultured form, and then America was just um, speaking English was just like, hey, what's up? Like with my friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never like learn punctuality or just yep. like that proper grammar. Yep. You know, I got like D's and F's and all my like phonetic quizzes and stuff. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, I had a few questions for you, Megan. Okay. Um, growing up, did you ever feel like you were a disappointment to your family? Which you know, I feel like every child does. But was there like a specific scenario? Um, that's kind of good you brought that up. I would say that honestly, throughout my whole life, I've never felt like I was becoming a disappointment good for you yeah (laughs) i would say after high school like when i was getting college and then i kind of you know quit college and that's when i realized like i felt like i was becoming a disappointment and i was like i really need to like was that to yours were were you just being hard on yourself or did you i feel like i was being hard on myself but i felt like it was also just wrong of me like i felt like i did it i want to be i just wanted to do the right Mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah the people around you give you pressure i would like, say i wouldn't say pressure like my friends weren't like oh you're not going to college like oh you're not gonna actually get a degree now like mm-hmm. none of my friends were like really questioning me on that um see that's different from me yeah i, I would be questioned if i told yeah. them that i didn't want to go well to my friends <laughs> one of my friends that i met this year she we kind of just like she was the one that i felt like more pushed me to like seriously finish college in a good way yeah oh, that's Be- good. <laughs> yeah because i was telling her how i was afraid of math and like subjects that i oh, me too, really <laughs> hate that i really am not confident in yeah. and i didn't want to have to go out and get help and like actually do good in the subject what kind of math just all of it do you remember what like anything past like algebra 2 is like, like yeah that oh. was really hard for i can me. help you from there <laughs> yeah definitely i think i also didn't like spend enough time just studying in high school like just well, i never need... was like pushing myself to be like i'm gonna take two hours out of the day it's so hard to push yourself you know yeah like i had people around me that not only pushed me but like pushed their self so it was like motivation seeing them like pushing themselves really hard you know yeah because the competition was 
in Korea. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like here, it's, it's like, I feel like it really can be all over the place because I feel like in my high school, there was the families who would, like, be like you, mm-hmm. like, where you kind of grew up, like, like really pushy, really... I want you to get an Ivy League or something. Yeah. And then there's others that are more relaxed, like my mom, like, go ahead and, you know, do, I want you to do really well in high school, but I also want you to do, like, what you want like in your own happy. life. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what were your parents, like, like that when you were going to um, go to college? For being Asian, they didn't push me as much as I've seen, like, my other friends. Um, because I've oh. seen my other friends, like, have parents that are, like, yelling at their ass 24-7 to study. And my parents were never like that. But, you know, they did want me to do decently good in school. And in the beginning, I was kind of... During elementary, I was very, I was in a very small private school. I always had, like, 3.3s, 3.5s. That's, like, my GPA. Mm-hmm. I never... I never cared until it was high school. Because I was like, why... Do I have to do this? Like, you why guys do had GPA. I didn't really care about my GPA in like middle school. Oh my god, my fr- I didn't want to care about it, but like yeah. my friends, I had some. Somebody was crying because she had a three point nine. Were like, you in a private school? Or yeah, it was a private school, oh, and they were really yeah. rich too. So oh, yeah. like they had the mm-hmm. money to get resources of like other education. We were more in my middle school. We were more worried about what <laughs> what kind of shoes and outfits <laughs> we were wearing. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I was. Six, I was in America for sixth grade, so I was there. I remember when Tom's were a thing, yep. and, like, Lululemon just became a thing. Oh, my God. The Ari jackets. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I yeah. was there for it. And, like, in Korea, it was like that, too, but it was way more intense with education because if I didn't do good in school, it kind of felt like I was being judged that I'm not going to do good in life, like, later. Mm. Like, I kind of, yeah, though. you know, I just felt yeah. judged that, oh, she's going to be a failure Well, most people think, up. oh, you're not doing well in high school or middle school. Like, you're a little life. You're not going to get any better. Yeah. Like, you're not going to change. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's a lie. <laughs> you can change your life whenever you want to, you know, yeah. when you make that decision for yourself. But. It's kind of like that self-realization, like, being out of high school, like, right when you got out of high school it all just like feels like it's off your back like the weight mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. the weight from like schooling like learning it's still there and the way the school is structured is only a certain people with a certain type of studying skills can pass yeah it doesn't test like act all kinds of different types of intellectual i feel like and everybody's so different there's actually a quote I wrote this down. It's from Einstein. Ooh, love. And, you know, when he was a kid, I don't know if people noticed, but when he was a kid, he didn't, he was not really bright. People really didn't think he was smart. And really? He was kinda, yeah, he was, like, the troublemaker. And, like, I think he got, like, kicked out of classes a few times and stuff. Like, he oh. wasn't that, like, genius kid you would think he would be when he was in school. Oh. And then he, he said this. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. So I think... <laughs> I think I heard of that right? one Right? And that one stuck yeah. to me so much because it's basically saying, like, everybody is brilliant in their own way. See, that's what you I know? realized. But I school, finally realized that after high school. Right, right. Which is sad I learned that after high school. I know, school. but at least, you know, Because I kept... I always kept calling myself stupid. I mean, I graduated yeah. with a 3.0... And I was proud of myself for that's, that. That's better than half the population here. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, there was some people in my high school that got really low. 
Mm-hmm. So that kind of did make me feel a little yeah. better about myself. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I realized that, yeah, definitely everyone has their own idea of, like, you know, their own smarts. Right? Yeah. Because there's people who are, like, really smart. There's people who are, like, I'm street smart. I'm not book smart. That's why I kind of dropped out of college because I'm not mm-hmm. book smart. But that's the thing. Like, everybody's so different. And I think everybody has their own special path and way and i think school can be very limited in that so i don't know i i did the best i could to like have some kind of art therapy outlet like i always wanted to take art classes i did theater for like two years and i loved it because i like i like being dramatic you know i (laughs) like we feel it we feel it right now we can feel the energy (laughs) so i put my heart and soul to acting but i wasn't really best at memorizing lines if i didn't oh, practice enough that, then yeah, i didn't see, that you know. can be really and the yeah. first skit i did was romeo and juliet oh and okay, i was yep. juliet and we spent the whole like quarter you were on that oh. well i was the only one put who put like enough passion into like the oh, script yep. like everybody was passion. just reading it with monotones <laughs> and i was like why are you in this drama class monotones. if you're gonna just speak it like that yeah. so it was like but yeah anyways <laughs> i became juliet and we spent the whole quarter practicing that script so i was able to memorize it but the next time the next script we did we spent the whole quarter doing two scripts like two plays two different plays so i had half the less of time to memorize the scripts which you know i could have put more effort to it but i didn't so i forgot my lines during a performance and i was so embarrassed from that that like i never touched acting after that so i let i let like social pressure like i let me being embarrassed by other people like knowing that i fucked up i kind of let that get <laughs> like get to me yeah and i down myself going like oh acting's not for me because i messed up one line you know and then it's just like now i'm like rena it's okay and then you gotta think <laughs> about all the actors that are probably like screwed up in their life and yeah everybody's different you just have to remember that i feel yeah you know definitely uh did you have any um social pressure growing up from your relatives like not maybe from your direct family oh yeah see that's interesting um i i wouldn't say pressure i mean a little bit but not really honestly like did Um, you make comments like um i would say you know in high school i feel like my grandparents were kind of like oh what do you want to do you know but at that point in my life it you know everyone's still scared about exactly what degree they want to get into and stuff i mean i'm still scared <laughs> i think my grandparents were honestly the same as my mom like they oh. just want what was best for me, like what they wanted me to do so to accomplish sweet. and just be a great person i think overall See, that's what i think america is like i think american families are very well i think some families can be pretty true uptight it just true. i think it depends on your religion that's true and your also your political stance yeah. i know some conservative families can be a little more yeah but it just depends really on how you're growing up with like you know well when i first came to america and my i was alone by myself here all my white friends and like their families were super nice to me 
and oh. I remember going like, like, wow, this is a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like that comfort. Yeah, yeah, they would always invite me to um, like their Thanksgiving because I didn't have any family. Oh, to like or like Christmas dinners, they mm-hmm. would invite me. Like Sophie invited me a lot. And, okay, yeah. You know, I would. I was just really thankful, and I was like, wow, like America, like so nice. <laughs> Everybody the loves land each of other. The brave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but. From my, I had a lot of social pressure growing up from my dad's side relative mm, okay. because my grandma was kind of a, she's a very nosy person. I think the most challenging thing for millennials and like Gen Zs right now is definitely like money and like college and like learning because when you think about it, it's like growing up in that social norm of like you know going off to do like what you want to do or Mm -hmm. passion and some people like there's some people out there that like are so ridiculously smart and like they get into ivy leagues but they can't actually go to the ivy league because they can't even afford it yeah and it's like that's so true it's just it's life is so unfair when like things like that happen and then knowing that you know sometimes you know your parents get in a financial crisis or something where they can't afford college and you don't want to attack them but you just yeah you do like you do want to feel but then you want to help them out as much as possible and do yeah. what's best it's because... like my dad is asking me to drop out of college because he doesn't want to pay 50k basically that's a lot for you yeah dad. and i don't blame him and i never wanted i never like while growing up and when i started making my own money i never expected my dad to like leave me money does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, I yeah. kind of expect myself, like, okay, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to start from nothing, and then just, like, slowly Do you ever feel like up. when you, some people that go to college and they get into the college, like, for you, you finally got a new dub, and then it's, like, a smack in the face, and you realize, like, wait, we can't afford this, or, mm-hmm. like, we can't go through on this, because... Well, my whole life, it was, like, college, college, college. Yeah. Like, where are you going to get in? How are you going to get in? Like, mm-hmm. how smart are you? Like, since middle school, really, it's, like, all about because like, I felt yeah. like my identity was um, tied into well not my worth was tied into like what college I got yeah. into and that's kind of how I felt yeah and it was a little depressing and toxic because yeah it was like I would knowing... get so sad and frustrated over not being able to like get into these schools. well I think it was like in high school it was like the social pressure of oh, you didn't, like, get into a better college, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, but if you get in, but you can't afford it, but still, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, who wants it's that? like, oh, you're dumb? <laughs> yeah. You know? Dumb, yeah. Dumb, I feel like not everyone in my high school was like, oh, you didn't get into blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know? definitely American high school, that was the difference I felt that, yeah. like, no, everybody kind of, it was okay to go to a community college. You know? Yeah, because we all realize yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's going on nowadays. Yeah. You can't even, some people, we can't even fucking afford it. And I'm actually happy. Not that I'm happy, well, like, I didn't have a choice. But I'm I'm glad the way things turned out when I went to Bellevue College because it gave me, at first, I felt like I wasn't wasting my money on classes. So I didn't mm-hmm. feel pressure to, like, like, I mean, I showed up to all my classes and I did really good in all of them, but, like, I didn't feel like I was losing $6,000 if I didn't get my education out of it, you know? Because mm. you know that's how much it would have cost. But in the, but but in the long run, you're still paying for, you know, 
you know, classes. And yeah. I think it's more worth just getting it done. I think it's the idea that scares us, like, that's just, like, needing to get it done. Because I feel like my cousins also took them a while to graduate college. And, you know, we never went. Did they take gap years? Yeah, mm, I think like yeah. me too. That's they kind of what I'm stopped thinking and then of. went back. And... But that's the thing. I feel like everybody should figure out who they are before spending like well, thousands of dollars. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. It's kind of sad to some people to think that it takes us a while. Like, because when you think about it, our brain's still developing until we're 21. <laughs> and so that's why we have to figure out <laughs> what we're going to do, right? I know. So See, like, I had already. so many... <laughs> I had so many different ideas mm-hmm. of what I wanted to be, but I couldn't, like, pinpoint on what I wanted to actually be. Me, too. And I, st- I still don't know. I mean, I like <laughs> a psychology degree. That's also the degree I wanted to get. But then I was like, realistically, what jobs? You know, it's like figuring mm. out. Well, I wanted to be a therapist. Me, too. Yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a family, like, therapist. Oh, like and marriaging therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love helping and I love talking to people. So yeah. I think that's why I wanted to go that route. And I was like, I don't know. And you also, like, even if you don't think that's right for you or if it's not right for you, if you pay attention to yourself and just know, like, deep inside what feels right and what doesn't feel right, I think that helps make your direction of life a little more clear yeah in a way because when i was working before coronavirus happened and i got fired i was <laughs> working um mm-hmm, at yeah. bellevue college i helped um autistic students so i would sit wow. down with them and i would just kind of you know make sure that they're passing their classes that they're doing okay mentally physically you know and i would just kind of be their friend and kind of like their supporting system throughout like them going through college and it was it was i loved it you know i would the leave feeling, yeah mm-hmm, i would leave my job feeling like i made somebody's day a lot better you know that's how i want to be in life <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah exactly overall right yeah. but that feeling was just so um i was just so grateful and it, it was just it was such a nice i don't know how to sorry i'm stuttering my my brain is farting but <laughs> i loved it basically so i always thought i wanted to do therapy and you know how when you like talk about something and you start crying that's kind of one of the signs how you know you're like passionate yeah, about definitely. it or like mm-hmm. it mean it meant something to you yeah. and usually that's like when i start talking about when i had depression and um, like suicidal thoughts and i'm i know i'm not alone like every single person also goes the goes through these too so you want to do that because you want to help others what we're kind of going through maybe what you were yeah i just kind of felt like you know this as sad as it is like my problem like it does it's not going to end there there's going to be other kids other generations below me that Mm -hmm. are going to go through like similar things that i went through and i just kind of want to be there for them just going like i know exactly what you're going through yeah (laughs) and like it's hard and i know you just want to die but like i'm alive and i'm like i wouldn't have went to spain if i die like i wouldn't have like (laughs) gotten merlin and mermy my two cats if i die you know like i just there's just like so many things to life that i know i just feel like if you say the few right words to the right person then like their outlook to the world can change and i want to help yeah except i can't really speak well so (laughs) you know i was reading an article the other day that was talking about how depending on what culture like you grow up with your social norms like you know with your kind of culture being korean Mm -hmm. um sometimes that can actually outlook on how 
you um how you perceive yourself like later on in your life so like depending because like some you know they they really hit you hard like for example in you know korea they really want you to do well in school they want you they want you know to, to be look skinny. better yeah they want you to be skinny <laughs> they want you to do well in life and be like really like they really push you and they i feel like some sex. yeah <laughs> yeah that too yeah. Um, sometimes, like, I, I read that it, like, if you, they push sometimes too much that sometimes, like, there can be things that happen, like, when you got depressed. Yeah. And I think it, like, it's sad as it is, sometimes depression can be caused just by yourself, but. Yeah. Sometimes it can be family related. Well, I feel like family related things can trigger your mindset of that. And then it yeah. depends up to you and how you're going to take it. So if, like, True. family stuff happens and you're already in a bad mental state, then, like, yeah. you're you're already lonely and then, like, your parents want to get a divorce, you know? Well, like, I guess what I was thinking of is, like, if you grew up how I grew up, I wonder if you ever would have, you probably would have not been depressed if you grew up how I grew up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Thinking about that. Like, yeah. thinking about certain norms and, like, people could avoid, like you know mental illnesses because yeah how they grew up it's so deeply um the culture is so deeply integrated into the social expectations yeah that even though you know i'm depressed and sad like my parents don't really see it as depression they just kind of like oh she just doesn't understand yeah, because, I think there's yeah. also a difference between just being really sad and actually having depression. Oh, yeah. Well, so I think they just is, think, oh, not, she's just really sad. Yeah, depression so. is, like, you're not even sad. You're just, like, tired of being sad. So at that point, like, you don't even feel anything. Yeah, you just, you know? you're numb. Like, mm-hmm. I would come back from school and just, like, lay down on my floor for three hours and not move. Like, I, d- I yeah. didn't even have the energy to, like, put myself into bed. Like, I had a perfectly comfortable bed right I've there. I've definitely and I was had those on moments. The floor. Just like sprawl, just like. But you not like almost feel anything. sorry for yourself at times. Oh yeah. I definitely got that way a lot. Yeah. But you know that helps me become a stronger person. Yeah, definitely. Because you know after you get through that, you kind of realize like, hey, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> wow, we just got really dark there. For a <laughs> <laughs> we just got really dark. Okay. Um, I'm gonna change the subject. I want to talk about um, when you were like growing up. Mm-hmm. Did your parents like? What, what was your expectation of, like, what they wanted you to dress a certain way, look a certain way? Um, I think I did a good job being, dressing like a girl because I did, like, girly stuff. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. It's, like, if I was bi or gay mm-hmm. and I wanted more of a tomboy look and I always wanted to, like, cut my hair and, mm-hmm. like, never wear skirts or, um, dresses, I think that would have definitely been... A problem for me but that wasn't mm-hmm. a problem for me because like I, I like pink and I like dresses yeah you know? um so that was fine until I got tits yeah when I was like 13 and then I couldn't wear like rompers anymore. we love tits yeah <laughs> I couldn't wear like certain clothes anymore because they were being too slutty now yeah so there were some of that and then I started gaining weight so then after that they just kind of wanted me to lose weight that's all they wanted me to like that's all they kind of focused on. Because whatever clothes I wore, you know, you could just kind of tell that mm-hmm. I was, like, getting thicker in my arms and my legs. And they didn't care what I wore. They just wanted me to, like, 
don't you shouldn't you like eat less like why you why you eating that sweet potato after we just eat dinner yeah and i'm like because i love my sweet potato (laughs) (laughs) food was like my only friend (laughs) yeah so especially when you said like you said when you're having like depression yeah that can really make it worse me like me and myself and i and food (laughs) (laughs) yeah growing up for me it was like we really could honestly wear whatever i mean not whatever we wanted but you know in school we had to have a dress code obviously oh yeah you know like the three finger thing on the shoulder right yeah no spaghetti i think my middle finger my middle finger had to reach down my jeans well i remember yeah being in high school and like there there wasn't like anything certain i mean it was just the idea that kind of wear things you know that are really popular obviously yeah. in the moment like what are what's like popping and um but then yeah after high school obviously you can wear whatever you want yeah. i remember being outside of high school like i don't know it was like activities or something and i remember people like in the summer like warm weather people would be wearing like really short shorts yeah. and you're like ha you can't wear that in high school but you're wearing that now you know yeah yeah i'm really well my international school we didn't have uniforms because we paid a lot of money to be in that school and they were scared that like if we had uniforms on then people would know that we have a lot of money and then like we would get kidnapped oh what yeah so that that was what? like one of the reasons why we didn't have uniforms oh that's dark um, <laughs> I, I still think about like in my you know anthropology class right now um i'm still thinking about like what would the united states be like if we didn't like take over the indians like if they still mm-hmm. had their own areas and reservations mm-hmm. to this day right. i still think because, you know, technically I'm, like, less than one-eighth um, Native American. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> That's my great-great-great-grandma. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, your great-grandma was Native American. My mom. She... My mom's. So, my for my mom, it'd be her great And then she married grandma. a white man. She, yeah. And mm-hmm. then from there, everybody was white. So, mm-hmm. you have, like, okay. A French-Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> but I think, I think it's crazy, like, how I think growing up, like i learned like nothing about that yeah and like now in my class like we're learning just about how they are so affected they're so poor and it's like it's so unfair because they were here first they this was their land for 10 10 Mm -hmm. thousand plus years Mm -hmm. and this is how they get treated now yeah and like now they're poor as shit they can't they can't go to college like americans they don't have they have the same opportunities, but they can't get there. Oh, they all died. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so yeah, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, I just, I want to bring up something. I watched this show on Netflix. It's called Dirt Money. And it's basically, it shows how people, like, make dirty money. And they, this oh, company. The yeah, yeah, this company was trying to, they were basically, like, this, you know those loaning companies where they, like, give you a few hundred dollars and then mm-hmm. you just have to pay them back? So yeah. it was like that kind of company, but they partnered with a um, Indian reservation like area. Like oh. they partnered with them, and the because the U.S. law don't apply to the Native Americans, yeah. um, they were scamming people and taking like th- like thousands of dollars from like <laughs> like really poor American people, wow. and they um like they were getting away with it because they used their native american like law going like oh usa like that law doesn't apply to us <laughs> and then i was like well, that's wow. so up you know wow <laughs> yeah that that's just reminded me of that because it's so sad 
that you know they did all that so then us usa made that rule that like okay well our laws don't apply to you and then they decided to make dirty money off of that like it like gets fucked up to fucked up to fucked up again yeah over and over. Uh, thanks for listening guys that wraps up our podcast for today um stay tuned for next week's episode we're gonna be talking about marriage and we're also bringing a guest special guest (laughs) Sophie she just got married and we want to talk about what it's like getting married and like the marriage counselor she went through and all that good stuff yeah so uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram for updates please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel we would love that so so much we post (laughs) our podcast on Spotify and YouTube every Wednesday don't forget that And um, wherever you are, have a good rest of your day, guys. Bye. Bye.